This is Sarah Lemon, author of the Holdish blog and food writer for the Mail Tribune newspaper in Southern Oregon. This podcast is produced for the Mail Tribune and Rosebud Media. You can find it online at mailtribune.com forward slash podcasts and on my blog, The Whole Dish at mailtribune.com forward slash lifestyle forward slash the hyphen whole hyphen dish. Every spring, I get excited again about fresh herbs. The first tender, green, juicy leaves that start showing up in my herb pots outside and also at grocery stores. Last year, I did a column about mint. It's a little bit later in the season, getting towards summertime. And this year, I was inspired by dill. And not just those little sprigs that are sort of crammed into plastic clamshell containers at grocery stores, but an entire bouquet of dill that I purchased at one of the locally owned grocery stores I like to frequent that inspired me to use the whole bunch, this big handful, in almost a week's worth of recipes. And I was surprised by the direction these menus took. Here I thought I knew dill or so I said in this week's column. Dill, as I came to find out after doing a little bit of research, isn't so much associated with Scandinavian cuisine and Eastern European cuisine as some cooks may think. That's where I had situated it in my mind based on my own early experiences with it and my mom's use of dill, her love of it. It's very common for us to use it in seafood dishes. It's a must-have in tuna salad sandwiches. But the herb itself is native to the Mediterranean region, not Northern Europe. And so many of the cuisines that I encountered on this quest to use this entire bouquet of dill reflected that. I prepared some recipes that were inspired by Israel that were dubbed Egyptian in origin. And when I went looking further into dill, I found in my recipe files dishes from Turkey, dishes from Greece, dishes from Persia, things that I just had never associated with this herb. I published several of those recipes with this week's column under the headline Feathery Fronds on April 7th. But of course, the column couldn't possibly fit all of the recipes that I wanted to include. And specifically, there were a few that are really timely for this season, using the types of produce and really highlighting the flavors that I associate with sort of early to mid-spring. One of the things that I found interesting about dill was its use in Greek cuisine, which I had sort of overlooked. It had sort of escaped me, although it is a staple in a lot of recipes for dolmatas, the Greek rice-filled grape leaves. And it's also fairly common in spanakopita, the spinach and phyllo pie. One of my recent blog posts ran an easier take on spanakopita, or in my mind it is, skillet spinach pie. And this is prepared sort of all in one layer rather than layering phyllo dough in between the spinach filling. The whole thing is topped off with some layers of phyllo dough for a really lovely brunch dish that can be prepared ahead of time and easily served at room temperature. Still delicious. I, of course, recommended it for Easter, but Mother's Day's just around the corner. 
And this is one that I would definitely recommend. It's posted under the headline, Skillet Pie Combines Quiche Spanakopita on April 1st. And I'll give that recipe in this podcast today. But another pretty quintessential Greek-inspired dish, this is braised greens and potatoes with lemon and fennel. It's a very humble rustic peasant dish that is still so nourishing and so filling and so flavorful beyond what you typically associate with potatoes and greens because of the fresh dill, because of the fresh fennel, and also some preserved lemon. That recipe can be found on the January 12th, 2015 post to my blog under the headline, Braised Greens and Potatoes Epitomize Season. And this can be found on my blog archives at blogs.esouthernoregon.com forward slash rogue hyphen valley hyphen food. But first, the recipe for the skillet pie. This one comes from Feeding a Family, A Real-Life Plan for Making Dinner Work by Sarah Waldman. And this is exactly the kind of thing that's right up my alley. Surprisingly, my kids will eat frozen chopped spinach as a filling in quite a number of dishes without a lot of pushback. And this one, I think, is even more delicious, of course, with that chopped fresh dill combining with the deep sort of vegetal spinach that really brightens up that whole flavor palette. So skillet spinach pie calls for 30 ounces frozen spinach that's been thawed, five tablespoons unsalted butter, one small yellow onion that's been peeled and minced, two cups whole milk ricotta cheese, four large eggs that have been lightly beaten, a third cup crumbled feta cheese, three tablespoons chopped fresh dill. That's a fairly healthy quantity, the juice of one lemon, one teaspoon kosher salt, freshly ground black pepper, six sheets frozen phyllo dough that's been thawed. Now a word about the differences between fresh dill and dried dill. Of course, in my column, I was advocating the use of fresh dill, particularly this time of year when it's most readily available. I also gave some instructions for trying to succession plant it, maybe in herb pots in your yard or home garden. And that is very, very doable. It's one of the herbs that starts really easily from seed. But this time of year as well, again, you'll see dill in big bunches that really make using it worthwhile instead of just those little tiny plastic containers in grocery stores. Dried dill simply is not going to have the same effect. And it's a textural thing too. The texture of fresh dill just brings so much to dishes. I would suggest perhaps substituting fresh fennel fronds if you can't find fresh dill, although again, it should be readily available, just maybe not in the quantity that might lend itself to very prolific use, but it is a treat to be enjoyed even if you're paying a little bit more for it fresh in those plastic containers. So to start skillet spinach pie, preheat the oven to 375 degrees Fahrenheit. Place the spinach that's been thawed in the center of a clean kitchen towel. Fold up the edges and squeeze out as much moisture as you can. No, this is a great job for kids, <laughs> said, and we'll certainly invest them a little bit more in trying this. In a 10-inch cast iron skillet, melt the five tablespoons unsalted butter over medium heat. 
transfer two tablespoons of that melted butter to a small bowl. You're going to use that later to brush onto the phyllo dough. Add the small yellow onion that's been peeled and minced to the skillet and cook it in the melted butter until it's softened for about five minutes. Turn off the pan and let it cool slightly. Then stir in that drained spinach, the two cups whole milk ricotta cheese, the four lightly beaten large eggs, the third cup crumbled feta cheese, the two tablespoons chopped fresh dill, the juice of the lemon, the one teaspoon kosher salt, and a few grinds of black pepper. So now to work with the phyllo dough. This is a product, of course, it's readily available in grocery store freezer sections. You just have to thaw it out in order to use it. Lay the first sheet, and they can be a little tricky to separate just kind of at the corners. They're very, very thin and do tear easily. So just go slow and be patient with the process. It's definitely easier than layering it in between the filling for spanakopita and less time consuming. Lay the first sheet over the spinach ricotta mixture in the skillet and brush the top with some of that two tablespoons melted butter. Then one at a time, you're gonna layer five more sheets and each time you're gonna brush the top of the sheet with butter. Sort of rotate them so the corners are offset and scrunch up the edges slightly. So the top has a little bit of a ruffled appearance. It, you sort of want this to look like a pie crust around the edge. Then transfer the pie, the, the phyllo dough layered on top, to the preheated 375 degree oven and bake until it's golden brown and heated through. That takes about 35 minutes and it makes eight servings of skillet spinach pie, a really easy make ahead, but elegant and different brunch dish. And you can find that recipe on my blog, The Whole Dish, at mealtribune.com forward slash lifestyle forward slash the hyphen whole hyphen dish under the headline skillet pie combines quiche spanakopita from April 1st. Now for a delicious one pot plant-based supper Here's the recipe for braised greens and potatoes with lemon and fennel. Again, this is from January 12th, 2015, and you can find this on my blog archives at blogs.esouthernoregon.com forward slash rogue hyphen valley hyphen food. And select from the drop-down menu under archives on the right-hand side of the page and select January 2015. It'll be sort of in the middle of the page when the hits come up from the 12th. This recipe was adapted by the Los Angeles Times from the book Mediterranean Vegetarian Feasts. Sauteed greens, of course, are just very, very closely associated with Greek cuisine and adding the potatoes to this really bulks it up and the fennel bulb adds such delicious sweetness sort of offset with the tang of some white wine and lemon. It calls for a half cup olive oil plus a good quality fruity olive oil for drizzling on top as a garnish and that's a divided use. Two onions that have been peeled, halved, and thinly sliced. You could really use any kind of onion. These are going to be braised for a long time and any harsh flavors will soften during this process. Two carrots that have been quartered and cut into one inch lengths. Four scallions, and that's the whites and most of the green parts thinly sliced. One fennel bulb that's been trimmed and coarsely chopped and set aside the fronds and the tender stalks for the garnish. Four to six fingerling potatoes that have been cut into bite-sized pieces. A teaspoon fennel seeds that have been crushed with a mortar and pestle or finely ground. 
two pounds mixed greens. And this could be any kind of spring greens. They're just all over the produce sections right now in grocery stores. Spinach, chard, kale, collard greens. You could even use the outer leaves of romaine lettuce or escarole that's maybe not quite in prime condition for salads. You can use nettle tops. I just purchased a bunch of dandelion greens, which would be lovely in these. And sorrel is another sort of less common green that has a nice lemony tang sort of on its own. A half cup white wine, a quarter of a preserved lemon, the flesh discarded, rinsed and chopped. That's a specialty ingredient that's pretty widely available online. There are recipes for making your own and they are fairly straightforward and simple if you want to get into that in anticipation of doing a dish like this. A half, two teaspoons salt or more to taste, three tablespoons fresh lemon juice or more to taste, a half cup chopped fresh dill. So this is a key flavor here. And one to two teaspoons mirage pepper. You could use Aleppo pepper I love or standard crushed red pepper flakes, a pinch of those or to taste. Start braised greens and potatoes with lemon and fennel by heating a wide deep soup pot over medium heat and adding the half cup olive oil. Add the two peeled, halved, and thinly sliced onions and cook, stirring frequently until they're soft for about five minutes. Add the two carrots that have been quartered and cut into one inch lengths. The four scallions that have been trimmed and sliced into their white and most of the green parts and the fennel bulb that's been trimmed and coarsely chopped, along with the four to six fingerling potatoes cut into bite-sized pieces and the teaspoon fennel seeds that have been crushed with a mortar and pestle or finely ground. Stir to coat all of those vegetables and aromatics with the oil and cook for an additional three minutes. Add the greens, that two pounds mixed greens of your choice, starting with larger leaves and gradually adding smaller ones. You want the larger leaves to cook the longest, of course, the smaller ones to have a little bit less cooking time. Stir a few times to help the leaves wilt and reduce in size. Then add the half cup white wine and cook for a minute. Add one cup water, that quarter of a preserved lemon, and you're looking for just the rind here is the important part, discard the flesh, and the half to one teaspoon salt. Reduce the heat to low and simmer until the greens and potatoes are tender and most of the juices have been absorbed. That takes about 15 to 20 minutes. Now, the greens are gonna be starting to fall apart. This is like a stew, a really, really hearty stew. If there's still too much liquid, raise the heat to high and continue to cook until the liquid's reduced. And that could take another 10 to 15 minutes. Add the three tablespoons fresh lemon juice, half of the quantity of dill. So you're going to add about a quarter cup. Any reserved fennel fronds and tender stalks. And then sprinkle with the red pepper flakes. Toss, taste, and adjust the seasonings as desired. It may need more salt. It may need more lemon juice and then cook an additional two minutes to marry the flavors. Then sprinkle it with the remaining dill at just the last minute to preserve its bright flavor. Serve warm or at room temperature, drizzled with good quality, really fruity olive oil. And accompany this with feta cheese and good crusty bread for really, really authentic Mediterranean, Greek, comforting one pot stew. And that makes four servings of braised greens and potatoes with lemon and fennel.
from my blog archives of the whole dish at blogs.esouthernoregon.com forward slash rogue hyphen valley hyphen food and check out the other recipes that ran with my latest food section column April 7th under the headline feathery fronds for more ways to use springtime dill and check out my blog this week for more tips on how to use other springtime herbs including tarragon in your cooking at mealtribune.com forward slash lifestyle forward slash the hyphen whole hyphen dish thanks for listening to and reading the whole dish